Welcome to More to Come, PW's uh, weekly podcast on comics and graphic novel publishing. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly, Editor of PW Comics World, and Editor of The Fanatic, PW's twice-a-month comics and pop culture newsletter. Check us out online at publisherswiki.com slash comics. All right. Well, uh, as our listeners know, I'm not in San Diego, but I've got a lot of uh, – I'm lucky enough. Uh, to be able to talk to a lot of people that are in San Diego. And we're going to be talking with John Jennings. Uh, John, how you doing? And thanks for being on More More to Come. Oh, thank you so much. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's been a great show. And, uh, yeah, this is the first day. This is Sunday, and I'm, I don't have anything, any panels, but I had six panels total this this, oh. <laughs> this weekend. Oh. Uh, well, for yeah, the- wow. But I, what I didn't say, of course, is that uh, besides being, uh, you know, a professor, uh, you're also a, a a comics creator, and you're the director, the curator of Megascope, the uh, a, a graphic novel imprint at Com- Abrams Comics Art. So, so you're in San Diego now. I guess what you're doing, the uh, you're you're signing, you're doing panels. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing in San Diego right now. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So this is the first time that Megascope, which is, by the way, an imprint that's dedicated to the, the stories uh, around uh, people of color uh, concerning uh, what they call the speculative. Mm-hmm. So that includes, you know, science fiction, fantasy, horror, uh, you know, magical mm-hmm. realism stories. We also do, um, you know, crime fiction and uh, historical fiction as well. So this is the first Comic-Con that we've actually had our books, uh, you know, on display. You know, it's been pretty mm-hmm. exciting. And we actually, are, and so, so yeah. So basically, all the panels are like from promoting, you know, the the books, but also like the work that I do on the scholarly side because I'm also a comic scholar. Mm-hmm. So and also uh, interviewed Amy Chu. You know, Amy Chu. Oh, sure, the, yeah. The guest, and mm-hmm. I had a chance to interview. Yeah, I was her uh, her moderator for her spotlight panel. Oh, great! And, she uh, got a spot. She got in. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was a guest. Yeah, so I was her. I was her interviewer. It was pretty cool. That was the first thing I did. Terrific. And uh, yeah, did a you know did a panel on, on race and gender and comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, did a panel on, on uh, black horror, actually, with Tanana Reeve and Stephen Barnes, who are both um, publishing, actually. And, uh, yeah, we did a Megascope panel that kind of showed some of the stuff that we're doing with the line. So it's very exciting. Yeah. Uh, so do you want to talk about some of the titles that are out now? Are there new ones coming this year? What's up? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So right now, of course, you know, the first one is, uh, you know, After the Rain, which was up for an Eisner, uh, you know, for Best Adaptation. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the Nettie Okora for a book that I adapted, uh, me and David Brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, across the tracks, uh, the, uh, the Tulsa, uh, race massacre, uh, kind of primer book that we did. And of course, uh, our newest book is, uh, The Eightfold Path, which is by Stephen Barnes and the, the legendary, uh, Charles Johnson, which is kind of like a, uh, EC comic style, uh, mm-hmm. you know, collection of stories that actually are trying to guide people and tell, teach people about Buddhism. It's a wild book, yeah. <laughs> you know, illustrated by Brian mm-hmm. Crystal Moss. Great. And also Hard Ears, uh, which is a Af- Afro-Caribbean uh, fantasy story. And the artist, Matthew Clark, was up for the Russ Manning Award, actually, which is like the best oh, artist great. award. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty exciting. So we got, yeah, so so we got two nominations. We just, this is our new slate of books, and we got two two Eisner nominations. Probably. This is awesome. Pretty cool. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah, so as far as, like, things that are coming, we have um, Queenie, which is coming out, which is like a, um, a book about uh, Stephanie St. Clair, who is like the uh, – uh, she was a, she was a, a, a underworld leader. She was a, she was a, a, a racketeer and um, you know numbers runner. You know numbers uh-huh. numbers. Uh, uh, I guess Czar back uh-huh. in the day. She was Bumpy Johnson's uh, mentor. So we're doing that. So we mm-hmm. do crime fiction. What's the What's the title again? The keeper, what's the title is, again? It's called Queenie. 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 
Yeah, because they call her the, they call her the queen. Uh huh. Yeah. So so she was she was she was really bad. She went to war with with uh, Dutch Schultz. You know. Wow. I'm uh, not familiar with. Uh, I'm not talk, familiar with yeah. this figure. Yeah. This sounds terrific. Well, you gotta get you gotta get the book. I'm man. hip. I'm, I'm hip. Food, who's the who, who's and, who's uh, the creative team? Let's see. Actually, I'm spacing on the writer right now, but it's a, a, a French woman. But Elizabeth Columba, who's also from Saint Martinique, like um, like 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 Queenie was actually mm-hmm. an artist, and she lives in Harlem actually. Awesome. So yeah, so that was pretty cool. And the book is already out in France, um, and uh, has done very well for them in France. And so we're doing. The, we got a chance to do the English, uh, at a, you know, the English version of English here. translation. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that's coming out is, is the Keeper by Tanana Reeve, Do Stephen Barnes, and, and with art by Marco Finnegan. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of a coming of age uh, horror story about a young lady, young a young girl that loses her family, and she basically have she has this creature that that protects her now, um, you know, from 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 danger. It's it's a really awesome story. Yeah, so that's coming out soon too. A beautiful book. Mm-hmm. Great. All right. Yeah. So that's what we have at the moment. But we you have some other things in the kitty too, but uh, you don't have been announced yet. Right. Uh, okay. It's been All very right. exciting. With you know the energy around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this is my first time not being at uh, Comic Con, uh, uh, and, and not because of the pandemic, but uh, it, I'm slowing down in, in a lot of the things I'm doing. So it's a little unusual for me to not be there. Um, uh, I know you've been to Comic Con yeah. before. Um, what, what's it like in yeah. this first year after after a, a hiatus of what three years because of the pandemic? You know, it feels good. I mean, it's definitely like, you know, um, I was talking to my friend Stanford about this. It feels like, you know, circa 2012, 2014-ish, like Comic-Con, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not as not as packed out, but it's nice. I mean, it's a great crowd. But, um, you know, there's fewer, like, after parties. There was like, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think people are people are still kind of wary of, of each other. You know, everyone's had on a mask, of course, you know, and uh yeah, I, I, mm-hmm. and I think that there's um, still be fewer cosplayers a little bit too. So it's, yeah. it's mm-hmm. a different space, but it's still like a lot of still a lot of energy, you know, still a lot of energy. No doubt, um, great crowds though. So you've talked about your work now, uh, you know, as a director of Megascope. Uh, uh, can we can we expect anything else coming out of you? I mean, I what I also haven't uh, mentioned, of course, is that you uh, um, uh, you've adapted. The uh, the novels of Octavia Butler, you you and your creative partner Damian Duffy, Kindred and Parable of the Sower, uh, bestsellers and, and That's a, correct. acclaimed, uh, uh, equally acclaimed by the way. So, are, are anything new coming from you? Yeah, currently we're working on the uh, the follow up to Parable of the Talents. Uh, excuse me, Parable of the Sower, which is Parable of the Talents. That's- mm-hmm. That's in production now. Uh-huh. Um, I'm actually uh, working with Nalo Hopkinson and uh, the great Stephen Bassett, who you mm. know who created uh, John Constantine, on a book that we signed. Uh, this will be a mega called "Night Comes Walking," and mm-hmm. it's the first time I mentioned it. But it's a yeah, it's a period piece. It's a, it's kind of like a, a paranormal investigator story that centers around Zora Hurston as a paranormal investigator. Love it. I and, love uh, it. Yeah. So I. I yeah, I co-created with Nalo, and uh, I'll be doing the finishes on Steve's work. Um, I'm really excited about it. So yeah, we we just uh, got that together. Yeah, another book that we that we just signed too is uh, Hugo Canudo's uh, Tales of the Orisha book. You know, okay. which is almost like Brazilian tales to astonish. So imagine like if mm. Thor uh, was the was the guy Shango. You know, like, you know, coming out of Brazil, and yeah. And, and yeah, it's it's, a, it's gonna be a beautiful book. So. Anyway, Love yeah, it. So that's, yeah, well, that's on the media stuff. I got plenty. Of, 
plenty of other stuff too, but, uh, you know, some stuff yeah. I can't really talk yeah, about. Yeah, you. I'm sure some <laughs> things you can't talk about. Well, I appreciate you giving us a peek into what, what, what's coming down the road. Uh, you're always out there working, connecting with people, bringing the community together and bringing these stories to light. So, uh, it's really great. It's always good to talk with you, John. Anything else you want to talk about? <laughs> oh yeah, likewise. <laughs> no, no, that's about it. I mean, you know, um, mm-hmm. just, uh, just, you know, teaching, making work, trying to, like I said, make connections. Uh, it's yeah. been a great show. It's, uh, you know, and, and looking forward to next year, you know, great. and hopefully I'll, hopefully I'll end up in, uh, in New York, you know, at New York Comic Con in, in October. So. Great. Well, then I'll get a chance to see you. I'm still going to be going to the, the shows here in New York. Uh, so I'll get a chance to see you then. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, look, man, awesome. look, I really awesome. appreciate this. Um, sounds like stuff is going on around you. Uh, but thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for being on More to Come. I appreciate it. Thank you for what you do. All right. Take care, man. Welcome to More to Come, PW Comic World's weekly podcast on comics and graphic novel publishing. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly, Editor of PW Comics World, and Editor of The Fanatic, PW's twice-a-month comics and pop culture newsletter. Check us out online at publishersweekly.com slash comics. Okay, listeners, well, I'm I'm not in uh, San Diego this year, but I have the great good fortune to be talking to someone who is, and we're going to be talking with Rachel Smythe, author of uh, Lore Olympus. Uh, we're going to find out much more about it. Uh, Rachel, thank you so much for being on More to Come. No problem. It's a pleasure to be here, and thank you for having me. Well, the first thing, I, of course, I want to uh, do is congratulate you. Uh, Laura Olympus uh, was awarded an Eisner Award uh, last night uh, uh, as the, the best webcomic of the year. Uh, congratulations to you. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> um, and uh, for those who may not know, but I don't think there's too many who don't know, I mean, Laura Olympus is a game changer in a lot of ways. Uh, you won the award for uh, uh, being a webcomic. Uh, the book has started online, if I'm not mistaken, as a as a webtoon, uh, uh, and that's the company, webcomic. Uh, it has, of course, since been issued as a print uh, graphic novel, and it's a bestseller there uh, with rave reviews. So uh, I, I describe it to people as it's a and really imaginative and witty reimagination of the Greek myths, um, but reset into a contemporary uh, world. But you know, it, it's not Bullfinch's mythology, but um, all of the complexity, uh, the betrayals—they're uh, all there with an added level of attention to what these might mean in the contemporary world and with an inner life to these godlike characters. So uh, it, that's my <laughs> overwrought description of it. I'd love to hear you describe your book. I feel like you just did it so eloquently. <laughs> There's no way I could uh, beat that, to be honest. I think, yeah, I mean, normally uh, I would uh, just describe it as, yeah, I think a reimagining is like the best word. I also like to say it's somewhat of a deconstruction. Great. And then of, of the Greek myths, and then it's just, you know, certain themes and topics are shown through a more uh, modern-day lens, what they could potentially uh, look like. Um, okay, there you go. Uh, so we're, we're in line yeah. on that. Um, you know, and, and, and I want to emphasize to people that, uh, yes, the as I mentioned, that this functionalities of the gods, they're – there, uh, have, you, you, you've, you've given them though an inner life, an introspective life, which isn't to say that this isn't a very fun and witty book as well. Oh, well, thank you so much. <laughs> so 
tell, tell you what, what uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, sure. Um, so, as you can probably tell from my accent, I'm from New Zealand. Um, I've been working on Laura Olympus uh, since 2017. It's mm-hmm. pretty much how I got my start in comics. Mm-hmm. Um, very lucky, yes. Um, and prior to that, I was a uh, I worked in marketing and graphic design and photography. Mm. Interesting. I mean, do you have a a, a, a special interest in uh, mythology? Um, I do. Um, I think it's something that I have always loved. Um, I used to read. Um, I think I got into it uh, probably. Um, I don't. I'm not familiar with the American school system, but I think you call it middle school. Okay, um, sure. So, uh, <laughs> in the very, I think it was the 2000s. Uh, Disney's mm-hmm. Hercules came out. Um, mm. and I watched it as a, as a kid and I was an avid fan and pretty much anything that I liked at that stage, I would be like, oh, I've got to research it. I've got to know more. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went to the library and I started, you know, finding all the books and, you know, learning all the source material. And, you know, lo and behold, I was like, Hades has a wife. They left this out of the movie. This is important. This is important information. And it just, it really captured me. And I, you know, you know, when you like things as a child and it's sure. just, you know, it's, it's magical to you and you can't, you, there's no rhyme or reason, but you just really like it and it just stays with you forever. So I think that's how I came into it. I see. Well, actually, that's a good, could you describe, because one thing I haven't done, I mean, the book, at least, the, you know, the beginning of it, and I should mention to people that it, this is, the Lord Olympus continues to be an ongoing webcomic online uh, yes. Uh, yes um maybe you could tell us a little bit about the the central uh, story and characters that um you know the book is built around um okay so uh laura olympus the webtoon is uh basically a modern day retelling about hades and persephone mm-hmm. um and it, pr- it pretty much just uh gives people like, uh, you know, a bit more of a look inside their daily lives and what they would be like. Because I think, like, going back to what I was saying before, reading the source material, there isn't, like, that much information about them. And when I was uh, planning the project, I was like, what would their days be like? What would their interactions be like? Um, you know, how would they treat each other mm-hmm. if they were alive today? What would that look like? And so uh, that's how... You know, that's what really informs my work at this stage. Um, but I think, you know, uh, from my perspective, it's kind of about two character- characters who are somewhat, like, pigeonholed by their own communities and what people expect from them. And I think they find solace in each other and, you know, just being able to be themselves and, like, you know, not be limited of to, to what their community thinks that they're going to do. Yeah. Well, that's one thing. That's one of the incredible attractions of the book because you you do uh, create these three dimensional characters out of you know what what has become these you know they're they're big figures in history. But uh, you know you've put them in a world of you know cell phones and shopping and glitzy yeah. clubs that you know Hades is you know uh, both the god of the dead and god of wealth, uh, a CEO. Um, yeah. So, you know, we have these, all of these corollaries to power in the contemporary world. Uh, and a little of the sizzle on all the, well, let's say the sizzle has been restored to, uh, the myths that I used to read about in Bullfinch's mythology when I was 
a kid a long time ago. <laughs> so, I think, like, you know, I always find uh, the, 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 the myths of ancient Greece, like, I think what draws people to them in the first place is they are so sort of, like, uh, in themselves quite spicy and quite transgressive and shocking when you read them. So I think that's why people like them. So I think, in a way, they are still very, like, uh, shocking to read, but you know, it's, it's interesting to like transfer them to like a different setting and a different medium to see what that would look like. Sure. So, I mean, so uh, how did you get started on Webtoon? I mean, and for, for those who don't know out there, uh, you know, not only is your book, uh, you know, as I said before, this really imaginative, you know, recreation of these, you know, these, uh, Greek mythology, uh, but you know it's actually um, uh, you, you're you're doing it on a platform that's actually changing comics. And I should say we're in the midst of an interesting period now, where comics is changing how we get comics, um, how they're produced. I mean, uh, uh, Laura Olympus was first published as a webtoon, uh, really as a mobile app, if I'm not mistaken. You can get it through the web as well. So, how did you first come to do it as essentially a digital online comic? First, man, we're going to talk a little bit, if I may, about transforming it into a print work as well. So, h- how did you get involved with webtoon? Um, so basically, I don't know how much you know about webtoon, but it—I know quite a bit about it actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got two sections. So it's got the canvas section, which yes. anybody mm-hmm. can use. Like anybody can upload upload their own comic there and then they've got like their own original section as well which is uh, curated by the company so I initially started out on canvas and it was pretty much like I think I came across the app in 2016 mm-hmm. and I was like oh this is neat there's a lot of comics here to read um I think I got into it for the horror comics because oh, I love really? horror <laughs> <laughs> and I read a lot of those binged many of them and then I realized there were romance comics there and I, then I binged all of those. And then I was like, <laughs> maybe a year later, I was like, I could upload something there. Um, and I think at the time, like, I've always, like, drawn and had fun doing drawings kind of like on a, you know, like a hobby uh, level. Um, and I've never made it much further than that because, like, as you know, like, the comics industry is very hard to break into. Yes. Um, and it's especially hard to break into when you uh, live in a country at the bottom of the world. Another hurdle, yeah. They're not that many. Um, so I think I wanted to, I think I just turned 30 and I really wanted to challenge myself creatively because I think 30 is one of those years where you ask yourself like, what am I doing? Like, what's next? Sure. <laughs> like, is this it? I'm not sure. Um, and so I was like, I'm going to try and make a web comic. And I see people who are making these comics that have a lot of panels and I was like I don't think I can do this many panels on a weekly basis but I can try so even if it's just five and I kind of looked at it from the perspective of like working out for a marathon so (laughs) yeah a little at a time you know it's like going to the gym (laughs) sure (laughs) so it's like I'm very unfit right now but by the end I'll be uh, you know (laughs) doing this every day and yeah so that's how I went about it so I think like the first uh, chapter of Laura Olympus. I believe it was only six panels long or something like that, or maybe even three. And I got like a couple of comments and I was like, yay, this is so cool. <laughs> um, I did it for, I believe, three quarters of a year or maybe half a year. 
And then uh, someone from the original team contacted me uh, and asked me if I wanted to, you know, do it uh, at a professional capacity. And, uh, you know, the, the rest is history. And here we are. That's great. <laughs> um, well, you, you touched on something I think is very important. I mean, web comics and certainly webtoon type comics, as well as other companies that actually work that way. You're, the, the comic is based around as I would put it, one panel instead of the traditional comics page. So, uh, cause you read, you know, cause everything, essentially you can read them on your phone and you can, yeah. you, 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 in, um, encounter them one panel at a time. So it's really kind of changed, uh, how comics are produced. And, and by the same token, the first volume of Lore Olympus has been out, uh, from Penguin Random House, Del Rey, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, I'm really curious, what was it like translating it from the online to the page? What was your role in that, and how did you um, facilitate it? We'll put it that way. My goodness, I'm going to tell you something. Um, so I basically, um, when when uh, Laura Olympus started off as a webturn, I had like been asked a couple of times, if I would be interested in making it into a book mm-hmm. uh, by various people. But I think uh, the the uh, workload would have landed on me to reformat it. Sure. Um, and basically I was like, oh, with the way uh, my work is structured at the moment, I it is physically impossible for me to format a book. Also, as I mentioned before, I actually came from the background of being a graphic designer. So I know, I know how hard it is to lay out a mm-hmm. book. It, it, it is very difficult work for people that don't know. It's, it's like you need to have a really good sense of space, and it takes time. Um, it's kind of like problem solving. It's like sure. doing a puzzle, um, and it can be very draining. Uh, but when uh, Penguin Random House approached me, they were like, oh, we'll, we'll have a graphic designer to lay it out. Oh, okay, sure. So the man that does this, so this is a, a graphic designer that does this, and I'm so rude because I have forgotten his name in this moment, but he is a wizard. I'm fairly sure. Like we'll call him the wizard. So quickly, <laughs> we'll call the him wizard. the wizard. <laughs> no, he he does it so fast, and he's so good at it. I'm always so impressed by his work. Because um, if I was doing it, I would be pulling my hair out and sitting <laughs> in a corner and maybe eating the hair. I don't know. It would be too <laughs> difficult for me. So yes, I am very, very grateful that to have someone like that in my corner. Um, and so when the layouts are done, like I'll do a pass through and like look over them. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, it's, it's like a very uh, interesting process. Um, and I think it's been uh, very educational for like uh, the, the print industry as well, because as webtoons get, you know, but even just like webcomics in general get more uh, popular, there's going to be like, you know, more, uh, urgency to have them in a print format as well. So I do think it is a good skill set to learn in the industry is how to adapt. Like, you know, how do we adapt, uh, you know, web for print? It's a good skill set to learn at this point. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And, and really the, the, the redesign and the reformatting of it for print, I think has really created a, a you know, a different look to what a comic uh, or a graphic novel should look like in print. So you, you're kind of yeah. working on all cylinders. You're 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 inventive in, in, in multiple ways. Um, so look, I, I, I'm I'm not going to keep you too much longer. Uh, um, I'd love for you to just sort of 
uh, maybe tell our listeners what your because uh, it, it, it continues online. Uh, uh, Laura Lopez continues online as an ongoing um, uh, series, right? Correct. Okay. And can we expect to see, I guess, future volumes of it in print? Oh, absolutely. Like, obviously, like, um, <laughs> it, it's hard to predict the future to say exactly how it goes. But, like, based on what I currently know of how things are going, I definitely could see more volumes coming out in the future, yes. All right. So let me ask you just one more question. Is this your first time in uh, San Diego, have you, or have you been before? This is my very first time in this beautiful city. And what what's your reaction to Comic-Con? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, so... This particular Comic-Con has uh, blown my mind. Um, it is a childhood dream to come to this. Great. Um, I remember sitting in New Zealand and, and looking at photos of people from America attending this, this con and being like, there's no way I could ever go. There's no way. And now I get to be here and go to an award ceremony. So that's very surreal. But the con, the con itself, it's kind of like, uh, it's overwhelming because it's so big. Yeah, like it's. The, I didn't realize it was the whole city that partakes in it. Well, I, I, and like yeah. all the, all oh, the I'm, I'm jealous of uh, you. <laughs> well, that's really great to hear. Uh, look, Rachel, it's really terrific to talk to you. Um, uh, thank you for giving me some time. Congratulations yet again on winning in Eisner uh, for best web comic uh, for Laura Olympus. And uh, really, um, it's just been a pleasure to talk with you. So uh, enjoy Comic Con. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me and making time for me as well. You bet.